Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Just the other day, Las Vegas, Nevada's mayor uh, did an interview with Anderson Cooper where he kind of derides her, and they kind of get into a heated exchange about her decision to open up uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, to end the lockdown and to go back to business as usual. Uh, he, or in the midst of it, he calls her ignorant. She calls him a alarmist. Uh, he says that she's being foolish. She says that he's being like China. Uh, and uh, honestly, I'm not exactly sure where I would stand with this debate. Um, I would say that as long as she's willing to give an account for it, then she should be willing to do what she um deems to be right for her city. Uh, she does have a point when it comes to the argument China versus Las Vegas, though. And you, this is what I mean. Uh, Las Vegas is a libertarian city. Nevada is a very libertarian state. Uh, very much into individual rights, individual freedoms, individual decision-makings. Uh, very little government interaction. Uh... Obviously, very different from the authoritarian form of government in China. Uh, therefore, it makes perfect sense for her to say, uh, this is not uh, China. Uh, she, she goes as far as to say, you are China, uh, talking to Anderson Cooper. Uh, and I think that part of that's a jab towards... Uh, the fact that China owns a lot of stock in uh, Anderson Cooper's uh, channel, or the channel that he's in, and a lot of our media, and so she's kind of making a jab at him of like doing China talking points and whatever. Uh, but even beyond that, uh, she's deciding to uh, lead her people in on Vegas by not having this, these draconian measures. I'm assuming that they'll probably continue the social distancing and washing your hands, and if you are sick, to stay home, things like that. Uh, my biggest um, take when it comes to uh, this whole quarantine thing and whatnot are, uh, I think, two or three things. One, that you sh we should only be quarantining sick people, those who are visibly sick, those who recognize that they're sick. If you don't, if you don't have symptoms, then you should be able to work. Uh, and if you get somebody sick, then the per um, and you got somebody sick knowing that you were sick, then you should seek that person's forgiveness uh, because you knowingly got them sick because you knew that you were sick and you should seek uh, restitution, you should seek uh, forgiveness from that person. Um, you shouldn't just uh, shuck it off. You knew that you were unclean, you knew that you were um, not feeling well, but yet you went to work, you went to the party, you went to the bar, you went to the whatever, uh, knowing that you could get somebody sick, and then you did. Uh that being said, a person 
who doesn't know that they're sick, they don't have any symptoms, and they get somebody sick, uh, I don't think that they should seek forgiveness as, as far as maybe seek a pardon, maybe ask them to like pardon them type of thing, kind of like stubbing somebody's toe, running into somebody or whatever on accident. Uh, but I wouldn't expect, or I wouldn't ask for uh, forgiveness. And I think that somebody should readily, in both cases, whether uh, seeking forgiveness due to intentional uh, spread or pardon due to accidental spread, I think the person who um, received uh, the virus or any sickness, whether it be the cold, the flu, whatever, uh, should readily forgive. Now, obviously, this is a Christian ethic. This is a um, an argument that um, the Christian morality, Christian law, uh, is the uh, true law. The true uh, is the main uh, focus. Uh, the Lord Jesus says, if you have something against your brother, you're to go reconcile with him um, as quickly as possible. If your brother has something against you, you're to reconcile. Uh, you are to forgive seven times, seventy times. You are to uh, seek forgiveness for every um, from any wrongdoing that you've done with to your brother. Uh, I think that there's a heavy dose of repentance that needs to happen. Uh, one of the heartbreaking things, at least in my life, is that I have not repented enough during this time. I have not prayed enough. Uh, I have not read my scriptures enough. We make excuses of, well, if only I didn't. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read. I don't have time to. Uh, and yet now we have all the time. Uh, the government has mandated that we have the time. And yet we have not uh, been faithful with the time that we've been given. Uh, I'm not totally saying that the Lord would um, end the virus or end the disease uh, if we were to pray more. Uh, that's not necessarily the point. Uh, but I am saying that while we are dealing with the afflictions of this disease, while we're dealing with the afflictions of this virus and our uh, draconian measures um, set up by our government uh, we should be praying we should be reading, we should be teaching we should be learning, we should be preaching uh, so as to be faithful with this little that we have so that we may um, be faithful with much we should be leaving our houses leaving our lockdowns stronger, not weaker we should um, be flexing our uh, muscles uh, our spiritual muscles, our emotional muscles, our physical muscles uh, in such a way that when we uh, leave our houses and go back to the workplace, go back to our churches, uh, we are not uh, uh, weak, but yet we are stronger. Uh, these are things that you should consider, things that we should pray about, uh, things that we need to uh, work on as a church, as a uh, people uh, as well when it comes uh, I do want to again uh, point out uh, that we are on a lockdown we are in a quarantine situation and 
the uh, and not all of America has been locked down. There are several states that um, never locked down as far as putting everybody into quarantine. Uh, they only had the uh, sick, the visibly sick, be quarantined. Uh, they um, practice social distancing when those are like South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska. And there's also states that uh, only did the you know short-term lockdown. They didn't extend, or they extended a little bit, but um, then stopped it. I think places like Idaho and Pennsylvania, and I think now Tennessee, and those people in Texas, uh, I think those places are getting a lot of flack for it, and which is fine. Uh, but as far as my attitude is, you don't, as I already mentioned, with you know seeking forgiveness from those that you knew and didn't know, uh, you should only be, or Scripture only mandates, God's word, God's law only mandates the quarantining of sick people. Uh, you are uh, commanded to be quarantined if you are uh, visibly sick for uh, at least seven days, uh, and it's seven days after symptoms go away, um, before you can come back out. Uh, but again, that is only those who are visibly sick. And those, you know, it has the laws of washing your hands and washing your clothes and washing all the things. Uh, it would be a lot better for a lot of people if we adopted uh, that law rather than the law that we have now, which is that everybody is on lockdown, even those who are not visibly sick. Uh, this is uh, draconian. This is uh, past God's law. God is, uh, commands us not to add to God's law. Uh, we will certainly abide by it. We will certainly obey it. Uh, but not with the understanding that uh, somehow God is going to bless this. God does not bless those who disobey His law. And God uh, curses those who disobey his law. Uh, so for us to think that because we went, um, we've imposed a morality uh, more heavily burdensome than the one to who, that he has given, just goes to show that his law truly is a law of liberty. God's law is truly a law that frees if I had to choose between God's law and man's law, well, we see what man's law has done. We've seen what God's law has done. Uh, give me God's law anytime. So, fun fact, there are not a lot of books out um, for Martin Van Buren, our eighth president, uh, right after Andrew Jackson. Uh, and uh, this is slightly upsetting. Uh, due to my desire to read long books about uh, presidents, but it was nice because it didn't take long to get through them. Uh, the presidency of Arne Van Buren, 
again shows that uh, I'm not a fan of the founding of the Democratic Party. I'm not a fan of Democratic politicians. Um, and I'm not a fan of that era of uh, political uh, upheaval. Uh, Martin Van Buren was kind of a squishy guy. Uh, he's similar to uh, Thomas Jefferson as far as uh, being slightly contradictory in areas, uh, except he was quieter than Thomas Jefferson. He was more of a... Or Martin Van Buren was a... Uh, kind of kept his cards to his chest. He didn't really show, especially during his political life, when he finally left his the, the political arena. He became more of an advocate, uh, became more of an abolitionist against uh, uh, slavery, even though himself had slaves at one point. Uh, he uh, helped found a party that um, would later um, become the Republican Party, uh, an anti-slavery uh, uh, party. But he wasn't exactly a courageous man. He wasn't known to be a very uh, powerful man, a very eloquent man. Uh, he had a few things going for him. He was the youngest at his, at that time, he was the youngest president. He was the first president who was actually born an American. Uh, all the other presidents were beforehand born before 1776. I think he was born in 1782. Uh, he uh, was the first uh, president, or the only president, who uh, uh, English was his second language. His first language was Dutch. He came from a Dutch family. I think he was the he's the only Dutch president that we've had, especially uh, the only uh, very Dutch president. Uh, he uh, basically just took over from Andrew Jackson's era. He was a much better uh, politician in general than a president. Uh, I think I would. He was only a one-term president. He had there was a depression, an economic collapse during his time. Uh, he uh, continued the. the Trail of Tears situation with the uh, kicking out of the Native Americans, which is a huge problem. Uh, there are, I, sh I should say as a side note that I've, I don't find it entertaining at all that we did this. This is a terrible atrocity. Uh, what I find entertaining about this event is that uh, many on the Democratic side will also uh, attack Americans for uh, this atrocity, uh, and usually the people who are attacking Americans for this atrocity are not Republicans. They're usually on the Democratic side. They're usually, uh, you know, the same party who committed the atrocity also criticize uh, America for the atrocity. Uh, this is a very strange thing. That's like if I was to uh, beat my children and my uh, wife or whatever, and then later in life, 
complain about how Kameens are uh, abusers. My last name, obviously, being Kameen. Uh, that's not how this works. Uh, you should repent. If you see it as atrocity, recognize that it's your atrocity and repent of it. Uh, Democrats were, the, were primarily the slave-owning people, yet it's usually the Democrats who are seeking reparations. Uh, well, uh, seek it from your party, because they're the ones who did it. Uh, the, these are things that need to be worked out. These are things that need to be considered uh, and be dialogued. I'm not saying that these things can't be talked about. These are truly bad things. Uh, but uh, what I'm arguing against is projectionism. And there is a lot to project when it comes to Andrew Jackson and Martin Van Buren. Uh, Martin Van Buren had the, um, uh, not the advantage, but the disadvantage of seeing the ideal, the ideology of Andrew Jackson come crumbling down. He, like Adams, or John Adams, had to be uh, Andrew Jackson without actually being Andrew Jackson, and he failed. Uh, that's why I say that uh, John Adams is my favorite president, because he had to be George Washington without being George Washington as the second president, uh, and he succeeded. And for that, I applaud uh, John Adams for being what I consider to be the best president. Uh, like this is a sh this will be a short review, obviously, because it was a short book. It was only about took about a day to read. Uh, but uh, if you can find any other books on Martin Van Buren, let me know. I'll read it. If not, I'll move on to probably the next shortest book because William McKinley, the ninth president, only was president for about a week before he died. So. This will be probably very short, and we'll see how that goes. All right. Blessings on the rest of your day, guys. Uh, take care. Uh, stay safe. Uh, consider uh, all the things. Uh, and one, one more thing. Uh, for those who are considering a political engagement, I would strongly encourage you to do so. Uh, if you have the ability, opportunity, and desire to be a city council person, a mayor, uh, even a part of the board, the school board, uh, I would strongly urge you to do so. Uh, only because we already know that gover our government keeps growing, if not make getting smaller. Uh, you should certainly vote, uh, but I would con I would strongly urge you to consider. Uh, being the one who gets voted on, uh, if anything, so that you can uh, gain some sympathy, gain some appreciation for what the people that you do vote for, what they go through. Uh, just something to consider. Uh, I don't know who that's for, who that's to. Uh, maybe it's for me, I don't know. Uh, I doubt it because I have no desire to run for political office. I just enjoy having the conversation. But somebody out there uh, is desirous, and I hope this is a good nudge in that good direction. Uh, till then, guys, uh, keep, keep praying, 
keep moving, keep staying safe, uh, keep being dangerous uh, for the Lord. And as always, come to Jesus and drink your coffee. Take care.